Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant Happy Gilmore Corrigan, joined by Andrew Waterboy Dobes and my BFF, Brendan Click Pika. How are you guys doing? I'm doing hey. great. I'm, I'm so, doing amazing, man. We had to hear that. We had some great matchups this last weekend, so I am very excited some with great the game football. Um, yeah. I figured out I figured out the nicknames for this week. All right, what is your guess for I'm the gonna, theme of the intro? Uh, this is gonna be a hot take, but there's only one movie that I like, and that's Adam uh, Adam Sandler movies is the theme. The yeah, only movie it. the only movie I like is Happy Gilmore. So you don't yeah. like Mr. Deeds? Uh. Uh-uh. You don't like Waterboy? I really am not a fan of Adam Sandler comedies. The Longest Yard. Uh, no. I. I didn't I mean, know that about you and listen, i'm having a hard time continuing to talk to you Andrew, i can live with it but happy gilmore is the only one where i would like oh if i see it Lord. on tv i'm like oh i want to watch that I, okay i mean this is a different conversation because we're here yeah. to talk about fantasy yeah. football and the week 10 recap but i am concerned about our friendship at this point oh come on um, I mean, yeah no Sandler. he's in a new movie coming out that looks really good it's got kevin garnett in it as well wow that's yeah that's a, a star-studded line it's a weird it's a weird cast <laughs> looks good anyway yeah well i'm excited to Football. hear more hot takes from someone who does not have any class wow. uh you know we are going to be going into a <laughs> week 10 recap to today i do want to bring up we have our barely athletic prediction leaderboard yep andrew was winning yep. however i crushed it this week i more than crushed. i more than crushed. doubled his projections two to one <laughs> i i doubled uh his correct picks so yeah. i beat him this week the series is tied two to two yeah oh gosh i really so hope i beat you again it, listen it came down to that last game where i picked the 49ers you picked the seahawks yeah and it could have gone either way it was so fun to watch i don't even care but yeah <laughs> tied two to two this uh this season so yeah i do care out. so i'm very glad i beat you last I week i mean i'm gonna be this next week so we'll find out on the next episode in our week 11 preview who we're going to pick. So I dig it. And today's episode is focused on recapping the action from this past weekend. Let's jump right into it. Starting with the New York giants who lost to the New York jets. Yeah, this is a game a we both got wrong. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, the giants still a solid team. Uh, Daniel Jones over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Great performance. Second best quarterback this week. Second best quarterback this week. Um, as far as the other options from the Giants, Saquon Barkley was a disappointment. Uh, he only had 13 carries, four one yard, yeah. five receptions that's, for 30 yards. That's not a typo. That that's is a, real. <laughs> that's a Joe Mixon stat line. Yeah, I feel like they kind of swapped because Joe Mixon actually had a good week. Yeah, they, they swapped bodies there. Yeah. Uh, are you concerned moving forward? With Saquon Barkley? Yes. No. No? Yeah, I I'm not either. Bad. This is a really bad stat line. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, I think you just have to to take it and hope yeah. for more, hope for better next week, which it should be the case. It this was this really offense should funnel through him. Yeah. Um, as far as receiving options, uh, Golden Tate continues to impress. 95 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. Awesome. But I think the biggest kind of shocking performance is Darius Slayton. Yeah. You know, the Giants have really off-on needed him, and when they call on him, he shows up. He had 10 receptions for over 100 yards, two touchdowns. 
one of the best players this weekend and someone that was very streamable. So moving forward, if Shepard is out, where do you have Slayton uh, in your projections? If Shepard's out, I got him higher than Golden Tate. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm there with you. You know, he's, he's he's demonstrated. He's been that involved. 10 receptions. That's just, that's such heavy involvement and he's making the most of it. So I have him ahead of Golden Tate as well. Uh, Rest of season, I think if Shepard is out, which I'm just going to assume he is for the rest of the season, yeah. I'd have Slayton as a wide receiver three with pretty big upside. You saw it this yeah. past weekend. Exactly. That's a, that's a good spot for him. It looks like uh, he's Daniel Jones' favorite receiver there. Uh, and that kind of tends to, to work with those backup quarterbacks. They they practice more with the you know wide receiver threes and fours, and I think we see that connection here. Yeah, they definitely have a connection. Uh, moving over to the Jets side of the ball, this was disappointing because I kind of gave up on the Jets, uh, both analysis-wise, my heart. I was yeah. really excited about them, we and then they just, they just broke my heart. Um, so They went I, to Miami and lost. On one hand, I'm excited to see them succeed. On the other, you freaking Jets. Um, Sam Darnold looked competent. Two touchdowns, uh, over 200 yards throwing. Looked to overcome some ghosts in this game. Le'Veon Bell delivered a subpar performance, but scored a touchdown. Um, He had 18 carries, so that's that's the good news. Mm. But he only rushed for 34 yards. Um, And his involvement in the passing game wasn't all that lucrative. Uh, He was pretty limited. Four receptions for only 34 yards. Not a great total yards, but happy he got the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that I, I'm starting to rise on the Jets again. I yeah, no, I, they are just dead in the water to me. I, I'd want to see it again before um, I get too excited about them. The well, Giants were no good on defense. So Let me try to persuade you. Let's hear it. So you're talking about the Giants just had bad defense. That's why the Jets did good. Here's the Jets' next four games. They got Washington Redskins, right? They yeah, got Oakland Raiders. team. Yeah, Oakland Raiders, Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Miami Dolphins again. Wow. Those are the next four matchups for the Jets. That's a pretty generous lineup of of options. And then the last two is Ravens and Steelers, and we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, that's that's not as good. Um, Yeah, so I mean, for the foreseeable future, Le'Veon Bell, you know, I think he continues to be a back-end RB1. You know, he's going to get the opportunities, uh, and there's you know enough situations with question marks that his workload is going to guarantee him you know, a spot on top of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamison Crowder, awesome. Again, five receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. People kind of perceived him as a, you know, low-end flex play uh, to start out the season. Kind of more of a possession guy, and they expected Robbie Anderson to be the big-time performer. Yeah. But that has not been the case. Robbie Anderson has been an afterthought, and Jamison Crowder just eats up all the work, and he continues to, to produce. Mm-hmm. Ever since Darnold you know, came back from his, his affliction. Uh, Jamison Crowder seems to be kind of the cog in his offense that keeps it moving. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It looks like Crowder's by far the wide receiver. Number one. And surprisingly enough, the wide receiver two, I could argue is Demarius Thomas got 84 yards this last game, not fantasy worthy yet for me. And I don't think he will be this season. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Robbie Anderson can be dropped. Jamison Crowder, I think, is a must-own, and I think he's flirting with wide receiver two status. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially with those upcoming Mm -hmm. matchups. Those will be pretty good streams. Yep. Moving on. Next up, we have the Falcons, who 
of course, destroyed the Saints. How? How did that happen? Yeah, that, that was a weird game to watch. How did that um, happen? And as someone who's pretty heavily invested in the Saints offense, that one hurt. The good news is Michael Thomas delivered in a big way. The guy's yeah, a machine. 13 receptions for 152 yards. Congratulations yep. if you drafted him. He's he's the top wide receiver in my opinion. Yeah, fifth this week. Uh, he is just having an amazing year. Um, still in that in that race with um, uh, I'm, I'm losing it. Who's the wide receiver for John Brown? There you go. Still <laughs> in that race to see who can consistently get 50 yards a game. But yeah, like you said, Michael Thomas is the number one ranked wide receiver this season. He beat Mike Evans, beat Chris Godwin, beat Amari Cooper. So. Yeah, yeah just- and and people really were kind of fading him before the season because they saw him as an elite receiver, but towards the back end, yeah. uh, just because they didn't see him as having the same upside as Devonta Adams or Julio Jones or Tyreek yeah. Hill. Michael Thomas proved everybody wrong. He is a bona fide superstar and durable, which is the most important fantasy trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin Kamara, four receptions for 24 yards really a non-factor in this game. This entire Saints offense struggled. Outside of Thomas, really nobody was performing all yeah, that well. Not even I, Drew Brees. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned moving forward. I think this was just a bizarre game. So Thomas, obviously you're starting him next week. Kamara, coming off of the bye week, I was hoping for more, but we'll just chalk it up to a weird game. And yep. I do expect him to retain RB1 value moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Over to the Falcons. Andrew, if you want to pour one out for your fallen homeboy, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. He is injured. Um, yep. You know, that's that's got to hurt. Let's just, first of all, have a little moment of silence for your man, Austin Hooper. All right. How, all how right. long is the silence? That was an appropriate amount of silence. Got it. All right. Uh, Hooper, you know, four receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown. The guy is a machine. Yep. Not too much is known about his injury so far. Uh, if he is out for a while, um, yeah, that's that's a tough loss, and it's I sad. wouldn't. Yeah, it is very sad. He's been really probably the. I'm trying to think. He's probably one of the best draft picks from this yep. past draft. He really outperformed his value or his uh, draft day projections, and he's been crushing it. So yep. if if he is lost uh, for the season or a few games, stick with us. We'll tell you who to stream. Um, but other than that, Calvin Ridley sucked three receptions for 28 <laughs> yards. Tell it straight as it is. All right. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, not a very Julio no. stat line, no. three receptions for 79 yards. I think him and Odo Beckham jr. Can start a club for underperformers this year. Yeah. And Devonte Freeman left the game with a foot injury. It's looking like it might be a multi-week absence. Uh, the replacement back, I think it's Brian Hill is his name. Um, pick Yikes. him up. He will be yeah. valuable. But yeah, it's kind of a rough outing for the Falcons just, offense. Just about what we what we just talked about now. How did the Falcons win the game? Yeah. Just out of what we talked about. I mean, Hooper could be out for up to four weeks. Devonta Freeman out for at least two. And Ridley and Jones just kind of underperformed. Yet... The the reason why the Falcons won was their defense, which is crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing they shut down the Saints. Uh, they made it happen. So yeah. congrats to the Falcons. Um, you know, I'm I'm worried about this team as a whole. I think the only 
option Which I would team? play moving forward. Uh, sorry, I should have been more specific. In my head, it's very clear. Uh, the, the Falcons are Falcons. a team I'm worried about. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan is losing Devontae Freeman, who hasn't been good, really, in fantasy football this season. But he's been a really good outlet for Ryan and picked up a lot of yards on the ground. Yeah. You know, I and if he loses Hooper as well, you know, I, I think he's still start-worthy. But I think he's a high-end QB, too. Because uh, really, Julio Jones would be his, I think, his only elite option for sure. And mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley is kind of an afterthought. He's, he's been a there. big disappointment. Yeah, he's there, he's, but he, he's there. he hasn't really performed that much. Um, yeah, I think what we saw two. from him. Yeah, what we saw from him this week is kind of, it's on the lower end of what kind of his average is. So, yeah, so I, I'd be worried about this offense moving forward. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, interesting game. I am very excited for the Saints bounce back in Week Eleven. Anything else you think we need to break down? Um, not not really. Just you know, Brian Hill think about actually don't think about you should pick him up just because of that opportunity um you know he he may not look great he may not sound sexy but you kind of you need to pick him up because of that opportunity so i can't really stress that enough yep he's the number one waiver pickup of the week in my humble opinion yeah me too next up we have the kansas city chiefs who fell to the tennessee titans lost I cannot stand the Titans. They are so my I, blind spot. I thought this is the game that would that would turn you over to the Titans. Turn no, I still hate them more than anything. Yeah, oh, they're I, still fun. I think they're my least favorite franchise. Come on. Come on. That was a fun game. I just hate the Titans. Ryan Tannehill did so good. I, I don't like unpredictability, and that's what the Titans seem to be to me. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was really fun. Come I'm on. happy. Happy had a good time. Uh, for the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, welcome back. Continues yep. to crush it. Right back up, third best quarterback this week. Damien Williams was the clear running back one. Um, so I'm I'm glad he continues to hold a stranglehold on that position. He didn't score a touchdown this week, um, but 19 carries in this yeah. offense, that's going to be a valuable position. I think he's an RB2 moving forward if he can retain the, the workload he's currently getting. Yep, it's that opportunity that we were talking about. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a superstar, 11 receptions. That is fantastic for 157 yards and a touchdown. And that is even with him leaving the game briefly for what looked like a pretty serious injury. It looked really bad. And then next thing I know, he's back on the field, just putting up numbers. He became third best wide receiver this week. Yeah, no, happy to see that. Travis Kelsey uh, made another visit to the end zone, seven receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. Is he the number one tight end in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah. I think now that now that Hooper's injured, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Kelsey's by by far the number one. I got Kelsey Andrews Waller if if I needed to rank top three. Wow. So you'd have uh, Hunter Henry outside your top three. Yeah. That's interesting. So in my it's close. He's oh, so humble opinion, I would have it as Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry, Waller, Andrews. Ooh, yeah. No, um, I swap Andrews yeah. and Henry, and that's interesting. That's mine. So Sammy Watkins, we don't even need to talk about. He yeah. should not be on a roster. Five receptions, he, yards. He is one of those players where the opportunity is great. He has potential. If you see him on waivers, you're tempted to pick him up. Just don't do it. <laughs> do, do yourself a favor. Don't go into business with Sammy Watkins. I would not have him on a roster. I would not be starting him. Just... Yeah, he's he's really on the field to bring the attention away from Tyreek Hill for a second. 
and then they throw back the hill. That's really what it is. Yeah, no, get out of that abusive relationship. It is one way he is not giving you any love. Next, (laughs) the next team to focus on is the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, like you said, had a pretty serviceable performance. Yeah, I'm ignoring that. Um, I think he's a viable streamer moving forward. Uh Shockingly, he's involved. He's rushing the ball, which is fantastic for fantasy football. Uh, People forget he's a converted wide receiver. He played wide receiver in football and changed to be a quarterback. Um, So he's sneaky. You know, he's got that that dual value. I wouldn't say I love him by any stretch, but, you know, if you're missing Aaron Rodgers, eh, Tannehill could be viable for you. you, Yeah, if you've got a bad bye week or if you're just streaming, you know, play matchup. Tannehill for the last four weeks has been the seventh best quarterback. The last four weeks. Yeah, and that's just awful to think about. Uh, Derek Henry is a grown-ass man. 23 carries for 188 yards, two touchdowns. I I think he was probably the least exciting running back uh, to be taken in this last draft. Yeah. You know, he people knew he was going to be a running back one, but they thought it wasn't going to be pretty. And granted, it's not very pretty, but... Gosh, he's crushing it. He's getting the workload. This offense runs through him, mm-hmm. and he's getting all the opportunity. So Derrick Henry is a top three, top four running back this season. Yeah, I agree with that. He's he almost got a total of 200 total yards uh, this week. He's He finished as the best running back this week. Yeah, no, and he, Chiefs. he has paid dividends if you yeah. drafted him uh, this offseason. Absolutely. Other than that, really not a whole lot else going on in this game. A.J. Brown faded into oblivion. Adam Humphreys scored the touchdown, but he's not somebody I'm interested in. No, not unless if you're in like a 14-team league, which is just absurd. But (laughs) if he's, yeah, they're just kind of there. A.J. Brown and Adam Humphreys, you know, they're too inconsistent for me to like them at all. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Next up, we had the predictable, just absolute... I'm trying to think of a word powerful enough to describe how the Ravens treated the Bengals like a high school team. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson is by far and away, I think the fantasy MVP that run that touchdown run. Oh my God. Oh, I was standing up. I stood up and I went, Ooh, that was a dirty spin move. I don't remember what I did. I think I screamed. I might've done something like that. I I can confirm you did scream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did scream. I did scream. Got it. Yeah, so no. Lamar Jackson, guy. Lamar Jackson, him and Russell Wilson, I feel like are clear cut one and two in fantasy football this year. Um, yep. He's a superstar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram continues to get low yardage, but he got a rushing touchdown, which is all you can hope for. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews busted out. Good yeah. call, Andrew. Yeah. Six receptions for 53 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he's a he's a high end tight end. You have him in your top three. I think he is a top five for sure. He's been great. You know, he's been a fantasy savior. Uh, Pretty. People weren't expecting all that much from him going into the season, uh, mostly because they thought Lamar Jackson was capped and what he'd be capable of. Yeah, but really in this offense, they fade the wide receivers and they favor the tight end and the quarterback. So Jackson's running it. Mark Andrews is catching. Marquise Brown, uh, unfortunately, I don't think is very viable at this point. I wouldn't want him in my lineup. He had a good game, but no. Yeah, yeah, he had a good game. 
inconsistent. Uh, I'd be if I had to flex. Would you flex a Hollywood Brown or would you flex a Mark Andrews? Oh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, uh, you you see his upside. You know, 53 yards is a pretty modest yardage total, but the two touchdowns, he is always a threat for a touchdown. I like me some Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, and if if Mark Andrews was a a wide receiver, he would be the sixth best wide receiver this week. That's how good he did. Crazy to think about. Uh, over to the Bengals side of the ball. Shockingly, the Bengals are not very effective on offense. Uh, yeah, no, Let's it's with shocking. We could talk about Joe Mixon. That's true. That's uh, let me give him shocking. some credit. Joe Mixon displayed his raw athletic ability. We all know he's a fantastic athlete, and we also all know he's in a terrible situation. So very happy to see Joe Mixon just be a fantastic athlete. Yeah. Uh, 30 carries for 114 yards, two catches for 37 yards. This goes to show what he can do. You know, I'm, I'm hoping he can either be traded to a team that can fully utilize him and his strengths. But honestly, athletically and talent as a running back, I think he's on the same level as Ezekiel Elliott. You know, if the roles were flipped, if Mixon was on the Cowboys and Elliott was on the Bengals, I think you'd see very similar stat yeah. lines for both of them. He could be putting up close to the same numbers. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately for Mixon, you know, he isn't he is in that vein of, you know, you don't feel good starting him. Yeah. But this is what he can do. He can get 114 yards against a fantastic defense. So I like Joe Mixon. You know, I would never feel comfortable starting him. Nope. But I think he's very high end RB three, very low end RB two, mm-hmm. uh, with the hopes he busts busts one off, which he's he's That's capable not. of. Yeah, I think a, a big reason why he got. Uh, he had a pretty good game was the change of quarterback. I think Ryan Finley, they got a little nervous with him, so they're like, let's just give it to Joe Mixon. Let's have Finley not throw the ball too much. And uh, yeah, it worked out for Mixon there. Not, yeah, and, and that's not going to change. Um, if they watch this the film, they will continue to be afraid of Finley. So yeah. <laughs> I do expect Mixon to be the focal point of the offense, as he should be. Only and- good part about that game. Yes, and 30 carries, I wouldn't expect again. That's really, that's a high total. But he's going to have 20 plus every single week. So he can flirt with 30 quite a bit. As far as receiving options, Tyler Boyd was the most appetizing or uh, appealing of the group. But he was capped with six receptions for 62 yards. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a casualty of Ryan Finley. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how much better he would have done with Andy Dalton in there either but yeah it's just it's i don't like any of the receiving options for cincinnati at all it's just joe mixon yeah no i'm i am right there with you uh i don't think there's anything else we need to dissect from this game the next game we have another upset in buffalo bills who lost to the cleveland browns it's upsetting it is upsetting the correct it is both the upset and upsetting yeah We'll start with the Bills, America's team. Josh Allen had a very serviceable fantasy football performance, mm-hmm. over 200 yards throwing, and he had six rushes for 28 yards and two touchdowns. He does have that baseline of being able to run for scores and run for yardage. That's kind of what keeps him in the, I'd say, high-end QB2 yeah. category. You know, He's never going to just absolutely crush it one week and be a, a league winner. You can't have that Lamar Jackson week, 
but he's a very serviceable low-end QB1, high-end QB2. Yeah, this is what you were talking about at the beginning of the season. He's he's going to be an okay quarterback from an NFL standpoint, but for fantasy, he gets those rushing yards, gets those rushing touchdowns that could help you with your league. He's not going to win your league, but he's going to help you put up the consistent points. Yeah, and, and the biggest disappointment for me this week uh, was Devin Singletary. After a huge game last week, took a major step back this week. Uh, Gore was more involved, and Singletary only had eight carries. Still had a fantastic yards per carry. Uh, he had eight carries for 42 yards, which 5. is... 5.2 average. That is great. Please, Did I that want... In my head. Yeah, something tells me I don't believe you. Uh, but no, he still looks great. He just wasn't fed the ball the way he should have been. Uh, three receptions for eight yards. You know, I, unfortunately, he's in Frank Gore purgatory. Yeah. You know, Frank Gore is, I actually think he's a really nice guy, and I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, but he's a backfield parasite. You know, he's not good <laughs> enough to start on his own, uh, but he eats up the value of his host, which mm-hmm. in this case is Devin Singletary. Yeah, and... So a quick question for you. Do you think that Singletary didn't have a good week? Was it because he split with Gore or was it because the the bills were down by a lot? So they had to pass it. Yeah, I think it was because of Gore. Okay. Uh, Honestly, like last week you saw when Singletary was involved in the passing game, Mm -hmm. he was great. But I mean, there were times later in the game where they were on or in the red zone and Gore was out there for some inexplicable godforsaken reason when they were down and they were needing to score, they had Gore in there. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it it I do feel it was a matter of Gore, um, just you know eating up attention. So, I mean, granted, it was capped. You know, it, they should have involved him more in the passing game, but no, it, it was an unfortunate circumstance. Okay. I do still really like Singletary moving forward. I was hoping the backfield would be his, but it doesn't look like that's the case. It is still a split backfield. Yeah, Singletary is in control of it, uh, but it's not looking as as sunshiny as it did last week. I think the Bills need to take a step back and say, all right, what happened this game compared to the previous week? And I think hopefully they can realize if we give Singletary the ball, we win. If we split time, we lose. I mean, that's it's just I I can't put it more simple than that. Yeah, I can do that math. Exactly. I I put it in the simplest (laughs) way possible uh, just for my sake, but. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they need to realize, that Singletary, if you give him enough carries, he's going to win you the game. And he just didn't get that opportunity this game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, John Brown continues his streak. Over of, 50, yes. Yeah, I will say, I do really like John Brown. He had five receptions for 77 yards, and I appreciate the streak. I, I truly do. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about is he just doesn't have the ceiling that I was hoping for. Um, you know, week one, we saw the combination big play touchdown ability for John Brown. And I I like his involvement. The yardage is there, but he's just not scoring touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I struggle with this because according to usage, according to his involvement, his streak of receptions and yardage, he should be a wide receiver too all day long. But I, I have him in wide receiver three category wow. until he can start scoring touchdowns. Wow. I mean, that's and it true. kills me. I, I own him everywhere. I yep. have unilateral control of John Brown in all my leagues. I mean, but, I, I agree with you. Uh, He's only scored two touchdowns this season, which is not great. Cause no, like, that's not even good. Games. That is not good at all. 
Um, you know, he's the 18th best wide receiver this year. He's averaging 11 and a half points per game just because of all the receptions and yards that he's getting. But yeah, I, I still have him as a wide receiver two option, very low end. Um, but yeah, I really need him to get, get more touchdowns in order for me to feel more comfortable saying he's in a wide receiver two category. Yeah. And if the touchdowns come, Oh my goodness, he's going to be just a monster. Oh, yeah. uh, but no, he's a extraordinarily safe wide receiver three. <laughs> but That's a good way to yeah, the, yeah, the upside just hasn't been there. Yep. Uh, Cole Beasley looks good. You know, he's a viable stream every single week. Um, you know, you don't need to call the doctor. If you've got a case of the Beasles, you could do worse. Over to the Brown side of the ball. Baker Mayfield shows some semblance of being a NFL quarterback. I tease, but he did look a lot better than I yeah. expected against a really solid uh, Buffalo Bills defense. Good for him. Solid. Good for him. For him. Uh, yeah. Didn't throw, didn't throw a pick. Exactly. What? Exactly. That's what I said. Didn't throw an interception. Yeah. No interception. Two touchdowns. Welcome back. Bacon rain. It gets a little hairy once we start talking about running backs. I love it. Uh, Nick Chubb, 20 Same. carries for 116 yards. That's good. That's a really good carry total. Here's where it gets hairy. Kareem Hunt, he had four carries, so pretty healthy split in the rushing game. However, he was heavily targeted in the passing game. Almost had exclusive uh, involvement in the passing game. Seven receptions for 44 yards. You know, I don't think that makes him viable as a starter, but that really does take away Nick Chubb's upside. You know, Nick Chubb yeah. is doing great in the passing game, uh, and that's huge for running backs right now is that passing game involvement. That's what keeps you an RB1. But losing that work to Kareem Hunt makes me nervous. You know, I, I'm still starting Nick Chubb with confidence. Absolutely. But he becomes that player who can, you know, he can be the number one every single week. Now I think he's kind of a back-end running back one right now. And if Kareem Hunt continues to take this much work, this was, this was Kareem Hunt's first game back and he was heavily involved. Mm-hmm. This was Kareem Hunt's first game back in like a year of, of being out of football. So that makes me nervous. Um, and I think he really can kind of vampire the, the high end ability of Nick Chubb. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I predicted 50 yards on a touchdown uh, in the re or in the preview episode. Didn't get a touchdown. That's all right. But yeah, like you said, it does eat up the value of Nick Chubb a lot because Nick Chubb was, you know, in he, he was in the ground game and in the in the passing game. And it's been all Kareem Hunt in the passing game from now on. I think that's what it's going to look like. Um, yeah, it, it, we can we can look here. Nick Chubb got 20 carries to Kareem Hunt's four. So obviously they're handing the ball off to Chubb. But Kareem Hunt had five more receptions than Nick Chubb. So I... Kareem Hunt is a very, I, I he's not startable yet, but if he perf- keeps performing like this, I think that he could be a very, very low end flex. Yeah, and I think he can be a matchup based player a, as well. In a PPR league, at least. Yep. Yeah. No, I, you know, if you're a Kareem Hunt owner, this was promising. If you're a Nick Chubb owner, this is saddening. Um, over to the receiving options, Jarvis Landry had nine receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. was predictably contained by Tredavious White. Odell Beckham Jr. has not had the season you know anybody hoped for. Uh, I'm still a believer in Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think it's a matter of his ability. Uh, you know, I just 
I think it's a kind of a lost season for him. I'm still starting him um, with relative confidence. I have him ranked as a RB two instead of an R- or a wide receiver two yeah, instead too. of a wide receiver one. Me but too. you know, it's Odell Beckham Jr. You have to throw him out there if you own him. You might not be happy about it, but you know, you just you hope to see his ability and you hope to see the Baker connection. Yeah, and I I also have Jarvis Landry up there as a wide receiver three or a high-end flex option. Um, because surprisingly enough, he's having a better season than Odell Beckham. Right, yeah, and I could be mistaken, but I think the switch finally happened this past week. Um, up until now, it's been Odell Beckham Jr., uh, but I think this is the week that pushed Jarvis ahead of him, um, both uh, numerically and statistically, uh, and also just on the field, just the involvement. There just hasn't been that Baker Mayfield- Odo Beckham Jr. connection that we were hoping for. I agree. Uh, Put things into perspective. Odo Beckham, 26th best receiver of the year. Jarvis Landry, 20th best. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing for Odo Beckham owners. Um, But, you know, if somehow Jarvis Landry's uh, available, I I would pick him up, put him on, on that flex position. Um, yeah, no, that's kind of a sad conclusion for Odo Beckham Jr. Not what you were hoping for. I'm curious to see next season where people are going to have him ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, do you predict Odo Beckham Jr. to finish the season strong or kind of continue with this mediocre performance? I think that Jarvis Landry is going to finish higher than Odo Beckham this year. I think that Odo Beckham can finish top 20, top 25. I don't see him going much higher than this, honestly. Yeah, oh, that's, it's just been that's week sad. after week of disappointment. Uh, on a lighter note, something that was not a disappointment was the game between the Arizona Cardinals yes. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations to the Buccaneers. This was a great game and really, really fun to watch. Starting with the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is a superstar. I am really excited to watch him. I'm excited to see him get more weapons around him. Yeah. You know, they had the league's worst offense last year. And in less than a full season, they went from having the worst offense in football to having a average level NFL offense, mm-hmm. which is not easy with the new head coach and a brand new quarterback. So congratulations to the Cardinals. I think you found your franchise quarterback. You were hoping for Kyler Murray over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. Yeah. Here's where it gets weird. Uh, running back situation, David Johnson laid a gigantic dump on your fantasy football team this week. Mm-hmm. Part of my language, but it is absolutely true. Um, and apparently the- it was because he still was feeling pain. He wasn't, he, it's still, you know, he was saying he wasn't at full health yet, but the, my thought is, then why do you play him? Right, and his performance on the field was terrible. So it it did look like he was playing hurt. He just did not look good whatsoever. Um, You know, Tampa Bay does have a fantastic D line, and they're great against running backs. Uh, Kenyon Drake also struggled, 10 carries for 35 yards. He did do better than David Johnson, um, but unfortunately it does not help your team all that much. You know, I think there's going to be a a very heavy split moving forward. Mm. Uh, And honestly, at this point, I'd rather have Kenyon Drake than David Johnson. Me too. I I'm not that excited about either of them, uh, just because I'm you know you could look at the Cardinals matchup for the end the rest of the season. They got 49ers, they got the Rams, Steelers, Seahawks, Rams again. 
So it, it's going to be some tough matchups. But yeah, I rank Kenyon Drake higher than David Johnson at the moment. Yeah. Um, as far as receiving options for the Cardinals, Christian Kirk just absolutely crushed it this week. I was someone who got Kirked this week. Uh, thank you, Brendan. Ooh. Christian Kirk had six receptions for 138 yards, three touchdowns, the gift that kept on giving. This was a breakout we were hoping for, for, for Christian Kirk. You know, he's an exceptional athlete and really a good fit for this system. And it hasn't quite clicked the way we were hoping for. Um, but this was a game. It absolutely happened. I think moving forward, he is a low-end wide receiver too, yeah. uh, but he has this upside, especially in this offense. Yep, I agree with that. And it, it's it been a lot of, you know, it's been a tough season for Kirk. He's got some injuries and just wasn't getting the opportunity. And I think this game shows this huge upside with Kyler Murray. I really like these two going forward into, you know, the rest of the season and into the next season as well. Yeah, and th- there's a chance he's unowned in some of your leagues between injury and not performing very well. So yeah. if he's available, please make sure you pick him up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald delivers a serviceable stat line, eight receptions for 71 yards. Not bad. Not bad, uh, but this is his best performance in a while. So yeah. he, he's somebody I'm fading. Uh, over to the Buccaneers side of the ball, Peyton Barber had a fine stat line, mm-hmm. 11 carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. That's the wrong person. Ronald Jones had 11 carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Good news is he had eight receptions for 77 yards. Now, granted, this looks pretty good. It looks like he has the backfield. However, if you watch the game, he had a a pretty costly uh, fumble in this game. Uh, And he seemed to have lost the uh, trust Bruce Arians put in him this week. So, unfortunately, Peyton Barber was way more involved after the fumble. He had a total of 11 carries as well for 43 yards and a touchdown uh, and was involved in the fourth quarter when they really needed him. So Ronald Jones took a a pretty big step back this week. Still showed he was productive. Good touchdown run. Still looks explosive, absolutely more explosive than Peyton Barber, Mm. but he just hasn't earned the trust factor yet. And with a coach like Bruce Arians, if you don't have that trust factor, he's going to limit your workload. So I still really like Ronald Jones, but this was a, a huge step back in my opinion. It's just unfortunate because he is the better running back. and By far. He just deserves to be that guy, but he's just made one huge mistake. So let's hope yeah. he'll carry over to next week, but something tells me it probably will. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you might be right. Uh, I have Ronald Jones as an RB three right now, uh, and if you know if he gets his opportunity and shows he can actually deliver, he can be an RB two. You know, I really like his workload. He still had a really good week. He was the fifth best running back this week, and it was pretty much due to being heavily involved in the passing game with eight receptions for seventy seven yards, like you said. But yeah, I, I don't expect that next week. Yeah, and being heavily involved, but also being productive. He yeah. was good. He was good, too. Uh, Mike Evans returns to being the wide receiver one for this team. Yeah. Four receptions for 82 yards. Bad Chris play. Godwin, not going away. Six receptions for 74 yards. Rest of season, I have Mike Evans ahead of Chris Godwin. Yeah, Godwin is fading, but I think he's still a top 10 quarter or <laughs> wide receiver moving forward. This Buccaneers team likes to throw, and they will continue to because yep. their their defense is horrendous. They released their cornerback Hargraves after a terrible performance, which makes this terrible defense a little bit more 
terribler. Or wow. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exciting game. I really like both of these offenses moving forward, especially because they have bad defenses. Yeah. So I think more shootouts are on the horizon for both of these squads. I like the passing game, to be more specific. What did I say? Well, you just said you like you just like both teams. You like that's true. Both the that's yeah. true. I I want to get a little more specific. I like the passing game more than anything. That's- I like bad defenses too. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's that's almost as fun as a good offense yeah. as a bad defense. Uh, next up, we had the Detroit Lions who lost to the Chicago Bears. Not really how I expected it to happen, but it happened. Starting with the Lions, Matthew Stafford was a surprise inactive to start the day. So really put a limit on what the Lions were able to do. If Stafford plays, I think there's a good chance the Lions win this game. Um, But, (laughs) you know, fantasy football is a cruel mistress. Uh, He does not play and the Bears win because of it. Never going to win again. It's just they just can't win. It's rough. Part of me feels really bad, but then. Then it's the Lions, so it's like, eh, who cares? Then it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, it's laughable. Yeah. The running game for the Lions is a little messy. Ty Johnson left the game with concussion. It didn't look all that great running the ball. JD McKissick had 10 carries for 36 yards. That's not great. Ball. Six receptions for 19 yards. He seems to be the most involved uh, running back. Yeah. And, you know, between Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick, I would rather own J.D. McKissick. you got to get McKissick, yeah. Because uh, and even then, I'm not all that excited to start no. him. <laughs> Maybe in a PPR league if I'm desperate. Yeah. Uh, but I think both yeah. of these guys are off starting roster. It's also, it's due to that opportunity. I think you shouldn't even have Ty Johnson on your roster. You should think about J.D. McKissick, like you said, just because of, uh, you know, his receiving game. But uh, I, he had, both of them had two weeks to prove that they should be fantasy relevant. And they just really haven't done that for me. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Marvin Jones crashes back down to earth, five receptions for 77 yards. Mm-hmm. Still a very good stat line. It's good for Mark. Uh, Kenny Galladay had a good stat line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think kind of masked by one big touchdown catch, which those fantasy points count. Congratulations. I think that was a very, lucky play for Kenny Galladay. Yeah. He's very talented. He made that happen, um, but he's very lucky. The replacement level quarterback was able to get it mm-hmm. to him. Uh, he ends the day, three receptions, 57 yards and a touchdown uh, wide receiver one moving forward. He is a great player Especially and Stafford plays. Yes. Hopefully Stafford is back. Um, no pun intended because of his back injury. That was a little bit mean. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even get that until you said no pun intended. Over to the Bears side of the ball. I can barely handle it. That one. Pun intended. (laughs) There you go. Oh, man. Uh, Mitch Trubisky throws for three touchdowns, but I don't care. David Montgomery, 17 carries for 60 yards. You know, I predicted a a big game for Montgomery, and unfortunately, he didn't deliver. On paper, this was a fantastic matchup, uh, but unfortunately... He ceded a lot of work to Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the red zone. I was not expecting that much of a split. And they targeted Tariq Cohen on a passing play where he eventually scored the touchdown. Yep. So, you know, I Cohen was involved enough to be a nuisance, but not enough to be a, a standalone starter. I still like Montgomery moving forward, yeah. and he has a really generous rest of season. So I do I, I, strongly think better days are ahead. Yeah. Uh, but this was a this was a tough uh, 
uh, I guess, punch to the jaw uh, for a game I expected a lot yeah. more. I think he just he got the opportunity. He just unfortunately didn't do enough with that opportunity. He only averaged 3.5 yards per run. Um, but he, he got most of the plays in the backfield. He just couldn't do anything with it, which was surprising. Right, and not all that involved in the passing game, no, which not at all. you know is where it's, it's actually way easier to get fantasy points through the air, and that's where Tariq Cohen was more involved. Zero, zero catches for David Montgomery this week. Yeah, and that's pretty low involvement. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> say it can't get lower than that. Can't get worse. Uh-uh. Uh, Allen Robinson performed admirably: six receptions for eighty-six yards. Surprising, even Mitchell Trubisky that he is able to throw a completion. Yeah. So congratulations, Allen Robinson for making the impossible possible. He made, you know, not, good. not a whole lot to say about these teams. Um, both were disappointing. Hopefully Stafford is back. That absolutely boosts the value of these uh, yeah, it receiving options. Game. Yeah. As far as the bears, you're starting Montgomery. You're starting Robinson. That, you know, you, all you want is a better quarterback. That would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. Oh, and in case if you were wondering, Trey Burton, uh, nothing. He did play. Oh. Got a big old. Oh. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's just, not somebody I would even be mentioning. If you were wondering. Yep, not going to waste the breath. Speaking of wastes of breath, Miami oh, Dolphins. Don't do that to the Dolphins. Come on. <laughs> They're going to win it. Yeah. Week. Yep, they beat the Colts. Um, You know, first off, I want to apologize. I... As soon as I mentioned the Dolphins, I got the hiccups, yeah. which is very bizarre. So bear with me. If you hear a bizarre squeak, that is a hiccup. It's just I do not have manly hiccups. Your body's just not used to the Dolphins winning. Yeah, it, it's just gross it. to say out loud. My body's confused. That's what's happening. Kalen, yeah, Kalen Balaj was predictably awful. Mm-hmm. 20 carries, which is a fantastic workload. Yeah. For 43 yards, that is not fantastic Two, production. 2.1 average. 2.1 yards per carry. Yeah, and, and I don't want to brag, but I feel like I might be able to get at least a yard per carry average. Yeah. And if I'm lucky, I feel like I could match Kalen Balazs' production. You got some power. You got some power. <laughs> you could do that. I've got, I've got the Derrick Henry. If I've, if I've got 10 yards of space, I can I can just get some power. Put your head me. down and you just try to run. I could average I've, about negative five. Yeah, you'd be running the other way. I think I could. Uh, not because they would be tackling me, because just out of fear. Yeah, would, no, that's yeah. That that, would, that was the expectation. Pull a reverse Forrest Gump. I would turn around. You duck. Run the you other. Pull Balage. Yeah, I don't want. Yep. To get, I don't want to get tackled. Uh. <laughs> uh, Devonte Parker uh, had a good game. Uh, were you still going off about something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, to yeah. plug in our title there. Oh shoot! A, Sorry, I missed it. Okay. Uh, Devonte Parker, five receptions for sixty-nine yards. He is the receiver on this team. I'm interested in. Uh, that's it from the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, I would not be all that excited to stream. We've seen it happen time and time again for what feels like the last 30 years. I'm surprised. Fitzpatrick will play in bursts. I would never stream him. That is, that's making a deal with the devil and I am not interested. No, don't stream him at all. I was excited about, uh, and he let me down three receptions, 28 yards. Um, Definitely he made you gesicky. He made me gesicky. I I was thinking that he could have a good game. Um, you know, with he's got the opportunity, or I thought he had the opportunity, and he didn't really step it up. It looked like other receivers, like Alan Hearns, has stepped it up instead of uh, 
Gusecki. So, yeah, very unfortunate. Over to the Colts side of the ball, kind of a disappointing day overall for everybody. Only putting up 12 points is certainly not an ideal situation. Yeah. Marlon Mack had 19 carries for 74 yards. You're hoping for more against the Dolphins, mm. who apparently decided to play football again and are better than I think anybody expected yeah. now that they're trying. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. It's um, team, honestly, it's looking like a completely different team. Still bad, yeah. but... Yeah, strange. Yeah. Strange how that turned out. Uh, Jack Doyle is the tight end I would want to own in this offense. Three receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and probably one of the biggest poopers of the week, Zach Pascal, in a prime opportunity, ended up with only two receptions for 26 yards. Yep. Now, granted, Brian Hoyer did not play well this game. He was replacing Jacoby Brissett. I think everybody plays better with Brissett, mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, no, not not the stat line we were hoping for. If Brissett's back, I would expect Pascal to be a lot more productive. Yeah, that was that was all the quarterback, less of Pascal. I mean, Brian Hoyer technically was the third string quarterback going into this season with Andrew Luck being the starter <laughs> and then Brissett. Now they got to downgrade again to Hoyer. So and T.Y. Hilton's injured, so it's just not a not a good game for the Colts. Yeah, not ideal one bit. You know, I think that sums up this game. I don't want to linger on it too much. Kind of a stinker. Yeah. A fun game this week was the Panthers who fell to the Green Bay Packers. The, I would say, one of the hardest teams to beat. Christian McCaffrey was predictably wonderful. DJ Moore, nine receptions for 120 yards. Curtis Samuel, four receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, no, these receiving options, you know, were primed to go off against this Packer defense. Even great. Yeah, people think the Packers have a good defense, and in some ways, statistically, they do look good, but the Packers are not a good defense. No. That's coming from a Packer fan. Um, I would not be afraid, really, to start anybody against the Packers defense. Mm. They started out hot, which makes people fear them a little bit, uh, but that is, they're a, pa- a paper tiger. Do not be afraid. Yeah. Um, I was excited to see DJ Moore this heavily involved. Um, nine receptions is great and great production. 120 yards. Couldn't ask for more. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel is a really sneaky TD play every single week. Yeah. He's really targeted in the red zone. Shockingly, because he's not that big of a guy, uh, but he's a great route runner. So, you know, he gets his opportunities for sure. Greg Olson, eight receptions for 98 yards. Great stat line. Yeah. Did not expect that from old man Jenkins, but he gets it done. Uh, I think he's very, I think it's based on the team he went up against, not necessarily his yeah. excellent ability, Extreme. but congrats. I like Greg Olson. I'm happy he was successful. Yep. Just too bad McCaffrey didn't get that touchdown at the end. <sighs> yeah. I mean, to me, but agree to disagree. We're not going to get into that. Uh, over to the Packers side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers put up a stinker for your fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. He only threw for 233 yards because they didn't really need him. You know, they kept making it happen. His yardage was fine. Uh, but in the red zone, it kept going to Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones had a great day on very limited carries. 13 carries for 93 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he is just the definition of production. when it rains, it pours. Yeah, you want to talk about production? Let's talk about Aaron Jones. My gosh, seven point two yards per carry, and three freaking touchdowns. Three freaking touchdowns. I mean, like, yeah. like you said, Aaron Rodgers didn't put up that great of numbers because they didn't need to. He put up almost Kirk Cousin numbers. 
because I just am ignoring you. Didn't need to. Um, Yeah, no, it's It's good to be a Packer running back. Um, Welcome back, Devontae Adams. Seven receptions for 118 yards. This is what he's capable of. I would have liked to see a touchdown, but that's purely selfish. I think he steps right back into being a wide receiver one. Uh, And, you know, it's been weird this season because they really haven't needed Aaron Rodgers as much as they have in years past uh, because of Aaron Jones just absolutely crushing yeah. it. So I think the only thing that prevents Adams from being as elite as I predicted is they don't really need him as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I still have him as a top five wide receiver, but yeah, I'm excited. He's healthy, excited to see what they can do. They are on by this week. Um, and after that, they have the 49ers. So I'm excited to see that's how the Packers can rally rest of season. That's going to be a crazy game right there. It will be. It will be. And we're excited to give the 49ers another loss. No. Uh, that ain't- Next up, we have the LA Rams, who shockingly lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The LA Rams were just a, a golden team last year. And what a fall from grace. They should be called Los Angeles Icarus. They flew too close to the sun. They got burned. This is a team that's just fallen from grace. Um, can you put your finger on what happened? Uh, Jared Goff apparently isn't good anymore. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm pointing to. Goff just ha- is not performing to what we expected from him. Yeah, so what you're saying is Goff is off? Goff is off. I think a lot of people were, you know, that that team, that offense, especially last season, were was really, really exciting. And I think a lot of defenses have finally kind of figured out their game plan. And now they just don't know what to do anymore. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that dramatic. Oh, you know, I, I think it's the O line. Uh, Goff isn't getting time in the pocket and he's a good player, uh, but he's not an Aaron Rodgers type player where he can make it happen no matter what, you know, he's not like Russell Wilson, Rodgers, those players that can, you know, even if their O line is bad, they're able to make plays happen. Jared Goff isn't that caliber. Yeah. So, you know, he needs a good O-line in order to be good. Uh, I think Goff is fine. I think he's a fine quarterback in the NFL. For fantasy purposes, I think he's a streamer the rest of the way. Yeah. It's not a positive matchup. I'm, I'm tempted. Uh, but, yeah, no, disappointing performance, two interceptions, uh, and no one else was good on this team, truly. Uh, Cooper Cup put up a big old goose egg, zero for zero. That was the most shocking to me. Yeah, Todd Gurley only had 12 carries. Um, really not involved in the fourth quarter as a whole. So that really raises questions about his arthritic knee uh, and his workload. But 12 carries for 73 yards. Robert Woods was the most heavily involved wide receiver. Seven receptions for 95 yards. And Gerald Everett puts up a respectable eight receptions for 68 yards. Yeah. This offense looks out of sync. Unfortunately, it's the O-line, and they were facing a good defense. So they, they predictably struggled. I expected them to perform a little bit better than that. Yeah, they let you down. That was that was just a rough game to watch. I mean, I, I would say the, the best part was Gerald Everett, just showing yep. how involved he can be. But Yeah, and I think he's a back-end, tight-end one yeah. uh, rest of season. So if he's available, pick him up. Over to the Steelers' side. You know, it, it's just, it's never pretty. The Steelers team is just a, uh, just a not fun team right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, their I defense is what's used. best about them. Yeah, that's it. I um, This Steelers offense just isn't good at all. 
I mean, Jalen Samuels, 14 carries, 29 yards. It's averaging 2.1 yards per carry. That is terrible. I mean, that's <laughs> There's a reason bad. you were the third backup. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, no, nobody else is worth talking about. Juju was shut down yep. uh, by Ramsey. Uh, and the only person who scored a touchdown was James Washington. He had a fine day, but you're not starting him. I have no interest, no. so we're not even going to bring him up. Nope. Next up, we had a disappointing game. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Dallas Cowboys. So congrats to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins continues to deliver uh, on his contract promise. He was serviceable. Over 200 yards passing, two touchdowns, and they rode Dalvin Cook to a win. Dalvin Cook was excellent once again. 26 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Seven receptions for over 80 yards. He's a clear running back one rest of season. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I I could argue that he could finish. I it's he's top three for me. Um, oh yeah, him and McCaffrey. I, I see where you're coming from. I was gonna. I I wanted to say that I think he could finish number one, but no, McCaffrey's just he get, you're right. McCaffrey gets way more touchdowns. Yep. No, I I redact that. I forgot McCaffrey was a thing because yep. he is on a level all by himself. Yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a clear number one moving forward. Dalvin Cook, I believe, is the most talented human being uh, running back this season. McCaffrey is kind of near demigod levels. Okay. So, so I'll, you're I'll saying, say it that way. Okay, so you're saying Cook is the best human because he's, he's the best of the rest. Is not yep. from this planet. Right. Yep, that's where I'm coming that's from. A, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh Yeah, other than Dalvin Cook, receiving core didn't really have a huge standout except for Andrew's BFF oh, Kyle Rudolph. My best friend Kyle. He got four receptions for, for only 14 yards, but he got two TDs. One of them just a beautiful one-arm grab. Oh, man. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, let me know. Um, I'm leaning towards not starting him, uh, but do you think he's streamable or is he somebody that just, you know, he made hay when the sun, chain, <laughs> when the sun shone? <laughs> I think that he's as pretty much as good as that sentence it started out good i think he's gonna be okay for the rest of the season i don't think he's streamable um i think this is his highest upside i think that this is gonna be his best game um the big reason why kyle rudolph had a good game was because of adam thielen's injury he was out with the injury which means cousins needs to look for other options um and i think just kyle rudolph was there right place right time i i want i wish kyle rudolph was start worthy but i he's a very low end stream for me yeah no i see where you're coming from uh yeah no i'm with you there i wouldn't be that excited to start him but you know if you have to gun to your head you could certainly do worse than kyle rudolph exactly. uh, especially with thielen being out yep. uh, over to the dallas side of the ball dak prescott continues to be a very good quarterback. Uh, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. If you've got him, you're starting him. Mm-hmm. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott struggled. Uh, predictably, the Vikings have a very good defense. Uh, but he struggled more than I expected him to, honestly. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to have a great game, uh, but I think he had worse than that. He had 20 carries for only 47 yards. Oh, Yeah, that's yeah. that's not what you were drafting him to do. Yeah, he, he was. I was really nervous going into this match because, uh, you know, I saw what Damian Williams did to the Vikings last game, and I was like, oh boy, Vikings defense was just not, not on a good streak. And then we, you know, they shut him down. They shut Elliott down. So 
it's pretty happy with that. Yeah, Dak did spread the love through the air. Uh, Amari Cooper, almost 150 yards and a touchdown. Randall Cobb, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 76 yards and a touchdown. Of this list, Cooper is awesome. He is a top 12 wide receiver uh, when he's healthy. He had 11 receptions. That's awesome involvement. Uh, Second on this list, Michael Gallup. He is shaping up to be a really good player, and especially in his offense, he has value. He's a wide receiver three for me. Uh, Randall Cobb had a great game. Love the guy, but he's not rosterable. This is going to be his best game of his season. Uh, I'm not interested in Randall Cobb. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, There were some injuries on the Vikings secondary, and the Vikings secondary really hasn't performed well this season, or at least to what we expected from them. Um, So, you know, I, I... Moving forward, I kind of do like the receivers going up against the Vikings because they do put up numbers. We saw, you know, two weeks ago with Tyreek. It's last week with all Xavier Rhodes is a joke. He's he I he he had a great season uh, last year and the year before. Fallen from grace. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I think that Trey Waynes is the the best corner on our team and he was out for this game and he's not even that good wasn't even playing so looks like oh, we're gonna have to draft man. another defensive back but the, the, to me yeah, this is a scenario um because the vikings got the dub and my boy amari cooper finished top five this week so there you and go my boy what else could you ask for week. it's perfect the final game to recap is the seattle seahawks yeah. who beat the san francisco 49ers and gave them their first loss of the season yeah. it is about time yeah. this seahawks team is there and this goes back for ever since they've had russell wilson and this is as a packer fan is there a team you want to go up against least uh or worse than the seahawks i hate yeah. facing the seahawks it's because they, ha- they have russell wilson he can do anything mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd rather face the Patriots, honestly. Yeah. Because then you can kind of expect, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. Russell Wilson just pulls wins out of his butt. Well, we, he is just amazing. Yeah. When you match up against the Patriots, you're like, all right, we know we're the underdogs. We know we're expected to lose this match. Um, we know Tom Brady's going to do really well. With the Seattle Seahawks, you always think that there's a chance you can beat them. And then just Russell Wilson shows up and just like denied. I'm just and it hurts more because the yeah. Patriots when they beat you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm- you know what? That was a clear loss. Yeah. With the Seahawks, it is always close, and then he just rips your heart out. Yep. So congratulations exactly. to all the Seahawks fans. Russell Wilson is yep. a god among men. All twelve. He had a great game. Uh, 232 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Maybe not so great in fantasy football, but real life, you know, he managed this game and he was the difference. Yeah, this is a great defense and he made it yeah. happen single-handedly. It was against the San Francisco 49ers who had who have the best secondary in the league. So I think those numbers against the 49ers is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, granted this wasn't the best fantasy football number game for him, uh, but he's going to be great moving forward. The 49ers are tough. Yeah. You have a top two quarterback moving forward he's great be happy you have him chris carson delivers a a really good stat line on a game i did not expect him to do all that great 25 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown he's great you know he's a high-end rb2 low-end rb1 he's getting the involvement and they're going to run him into the ground so chris carson good player 
DK Metcalf, six receptions for 70 yards. Mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett did leave the game early due to a a pretty wicked injury, leg injury. He did have to be hospitalized for it. Uh, Pete Carroll said he does expect him to be back next week, but I... I don't know if that's the case. I feel yeah. like it's a little optimistic. <laughs> Hearing all that information, it just seems like he should be out for the season, but apparently right. week. So we'll talk yeah. about that more on the uh on the preview episode for next week. Yeah, DK Metcalf oh, played one. really well uh, in his absence. Uh, I, I really like uh you know, I he's a good player. I'll just say it that way. You know, he gets it done, he's a big body, he's fast. Uh and when Tyler Lockett was gone, that's who they that's who they focused on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a big time player and he stepped up in this game. Yep. Uh Jacob Hollister, eight receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. This has been a weird situation all season, the Seahawks tight ends. Um, you know, it started out really well with uh <laughs> the Hillbilly. Yeah. Uh Will Disley was playing phenomenally. Uh he got out. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson performed. Luke Wilson's out. Jacob Hollister. He's performing. He gets it done. Start. So, you know what? If you need a tight end, yeah. I would start Hollister. You know, he's getting the opportunities, and the Seahawks are really utilizing tight ends this year. Yeah, look who's, Ride the wave. Look who's thrown to him. Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, he's he's going he's gonna to throw the ball at Hollister, and it's going to be a perfect pass. I mean, Hollister, I, I am so excited for him this season so the rest wow i would not go that far i don't think he's that great of an athlete i think he's making the most of his opportunity for sure i think this is pretty close to his ceiling 62 yards on touchdown yep that's that's what you're hoping that's all you need i think that pretty startable tight end yeah no i agree with you 100 percent over to the niners side of the ball definitely a disappointing performance for uh jimmy garoppolo Matt Burita, Tevin Coleman, Emmanuel Sanders. Just a day to forget for the 49ers, just all together. Uh, Matt Burita left with an ankle injury, so can't necessarily blame him. It is looking like it might be a multi-week absence. Uh, Tevin Coleman carried the load in his absence. Nine carries for 40 yards, four receptions for 32. Not a fantastic stat line, but serviceable. And Emmanuel Sanders, two receptions for 24 yards. Uh, and unfortunately, he had to leave the game early to injury as well. Uh, but Debo Samuel went off. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but over 100 yards. Yeah. Uh, and he he was a focal point of this offense once once Sanders was out of the picture. Exactly, eight receptions for 112 yards. Um, you know, are you looking at Debo Samuel as not only a pickup, but a starter? Uh, I would look for him as a pickup. I wouldn't start him yet, though. I yeah. I think that if Emmanuel Sanders didn't get hurt, he would be way more involved. I like Emmanuel Sanders way more than Debo Samuel. Um, but you know, you got to keep up with with the injury updates. If Sanders is out for a week or two, I I would start Debo Samuel. Yeah, I think he's an exciting flex in Sanders' absence. If Sanders does play. I think Debo can be roster worthy. He's a exceptional athlete. Um, but if Sanders is there, I think this offense only has room for one uh, productive yep. wide receiver right. for fantasy football. We are going to end our podcast today with a new segment. Uh, you may have been familiar with it by the name of who stepped it up and who sat in gum. Yep. We came up with a new name. It is the who smashed and who crashed exactly. week 10 edition. I think this is my favorite name yet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, quite proud That's of it. pretty good. 
Let's start with who smashed. Yep. Smashed in a good way. Andrew, you can start yeah. with your BFF. Yeah, I put down my best friend, Kyle Rudolph. I think that this is going to be the best game this season. Um, I'm just really happy that he was involved, uh, especially with the Adam Thielen injury. Cousins needed to look for other options, and I think Kyle Rudolph was, was there. It was some safe hands to throw to, so I think that Kyle Rudolph is fantasy relevant for as long as Adam Thielen is out. My first smash player of the week is Devontae Adams. Ten targets, seven catches for over 100 yards. Welcome back, friend. I missed you dearly. Mm-hmm. He has double-digit targets in his last three games. That kind of target volume from Aaron Rodgers will lead to wide receiver one status. Can confirm. Next up. Um, my next smash was Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. So that was... Uh, it was weird to write his name down in smash because he, he's just, he's been having such a bad season, but he finally put up over a hundred yards in 30 carries. That's insane. He had 30 carries this game. Um, would have been even better if he got a touchdown, but he was also involved in the receiving game. I think that he is going to just, I think he's going to be pretty, pretty solid for the rest of the season. If they keep Ryan Finley in because they're too nervous to pass the ball. Yeah, no, that's one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next up, I have DK Metcalf. 10 targets for 70 yards. Not necessarily elite production, uh, but huge target value. He was the most targeted uh, receiver in this offense. With Lockett Hurt uh, and his kind of emergence and his play his play catching and his, his ability to get that separation, make those contested catches, become a more complete overall player, he's got just elite wide receiver traits. And I think he has a very, very bright future. Uh, if Lockett is out, I think Metcalf can flirt with wide receiver one numbers. Yeah. And um, happy with this production in week 10. I think this is a situation to monitor, especially with Tyler Lockett being questionable. DK Metcalf smashed it. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with Richard Sherman matching up against him most of the game. Uh, my last smash player is Daniel Jones. He had a very, very good game. Don't know how they didn't win this match, but he uh, threw for 308 yards and four TDs, no interceptions. Uh, Daniel Jones has been the sixth best quarterback for the last four weeks now, which is insane. So I, I got him up as a, as a good streaming option. So Daniel Jones, uh, yeah. Well said and well ended. My final smash of the week was Jamison Crowder. 80-plus yards and a touchdown in the last two games. Mm -hmm. He is the focal point of this passing offense. He's not sexy. You're never excited to throw him out there. But gosh dang it, he gets it done week after week. The targets, you can't deny. Darnold loves him. He doesn't trust Robbie. He's going to get it done. I think Jamison Crowder smashed it for sure this past week. And I think he's going to have a pretty nice rest of season. There you go. All right, let's move on to Crashed. Um... I kind of got a, I'm going to put two and one here. So my crash player, I put down Jared Goff. Now, if you listen to us uh, on the week 10 preview, we predicted that he was not going to have that good of a game. We were right. Um, So Jared Goff went 22 for 41, uh, 243 yards, zero TDs, two interceptions. I think he put up at about like three or four points this week. Um, It was just a terrible performance overall and uh i also have cooper cup in there 
as my other crash player just putting up a whole goose egg so that's a little two and one that's a pretty good one because they both crashed in a major way uh my first crash is zach pascal he had seven targets only corralled two of them for 26 yards against the flipping dolphins what are you doing just we believe in you you just you just crush us so zach pascal welcome to the crash zone there you go um my final crashed was saquon barkley i expected a little more than one rushing yard out of a what i expected to be an (laughs) rb1 come on i paid like 65 bucks for him in an auction league but yeah 13 carries for one yard he got he did get five receptions for 30 yards which isn't bad um but he is a whopping combined total of 29 rushing yards for the last two weeks so he really needs to step it up so he crashed hard yeah that's that's not great Mm -hmm. uh my next crash player is david montgomery you done messed up man 17 carries for 60 yards Tariq cohen was more involved than when i would have liked to see just sad you know you had a chance you blew it Gosh darn it, man. I had high hopes. I do still have high hopes. I'm teasing him a little bit, uh, but I don't like how much he's sharing the pass load with Tariq Cohen. I think you need to rein in your expectations a little bit with what he's able to do rest of season, but he definitely crashed in week 10. And since you did the twofer, I need to give one more. My final crash of the week and what I deem the most egregious crash of the week is David Johnson. Yeah, DJ is just letting us down. Oh gosh, I just devastated with how he's performed this year. In week ten, he was benched for Drake in the fourth quarter. That's not great when you're getting benched for someone they traded for two weeks ago. David Johnson's stat line for week ten was five rushes for two yards, one catch for eight yards. So that's borderline Saquon Barkley levels. Ten total yards. That's bad. That's that's bad math. That's bad. David Johnson, the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. I do think he's fighting off injury, so it might not all be his fault. Mm. But when Kenyon Drake is showing up and you're not, that's not good. Oh. This is a timeshare, and unfortunately, David Johnson is on the wrong end of the timeshare. David Johnson, ugh, you crashed and just left a a sad trail of carnage. That's that's a good that's a good way in it there. Come on, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. If you would please be so kind, please leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to us. We really do appreciate it. It makes a world of difference to us and our reach to be able to help more people win their fantasy football matchups and hopefully their leagues. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you later this week for the Week 11 Preview.